0: Hey there, if you're yearning for more order, joy and precious moments of peace and you want to be fully present with your little ones, I've got something special just for you. It's a free time audit tool that can be your first step towards reclaiming your time and finding that balance. Doing a time audit is key to unlocking a life filled with precious moments to be cherished. By using this tool, You will be able to reclaim control. You will gain a sense of control over your daily routines, allowing you to focus on what truly matters, like spending quality time with your children. You will rediscover joy. The time audit tool will help you identify time-wasting habits and replace them with activities that bring you joy and fulfillment you'll also unearth peace. By managing your time more efficiently, you will experience a newfound sense of peace, reducing stress and chaos in your daily lives. You will also be more present with the ability to allocate your time mindfully. You'll be more fully present with your children, creating lasting memories during this precious phase of your kids' lives. In short, this time audit is the first step towards a life where you are in control, filled with joy, and able to savor the fleeting moments with your little ones. Don't miss out on this opportunity to transform your daily life into one that's truly meaningful and fulfilling. Grab your free time audit now and make the change you've been yearning for. Simply click on the link to the show notes where you are listening to this podcast, or head over to TanyaValentineCoaching.com, That's T A N Y A V A L E N T I N E coaching.com to access your free time audit today. friend. My name is Tanya Valentine and I'm a mom of three registered nurse turned certified life coach and entrepreneur. And I'm so excited to welcome you to the momentum podcast, a weekly podcast where we bypass the small talk and get right into the real struggles mom's face every day from bedtime battles to feeling like no matter what we do, it's never enough. Think of this as your mom support group in the form of a podcast. Each week, we introduce new ways of thinking and actionable tools you can implement to bring more ease, peace, and joy in your home. Go from treading water to finding your flow in motherhood. Welcome to another episode of the Momentum Podcast, a podcast dedicated to inspiring, uplifting, and empowering women on their journey through motherhood. I'm Tanya Valentine, and I'm so glad you're here. Thank you all so much for being here. First off, I really want to express my appreciation for your support. I think of you all all the time and wonder what is it You need help with. I was thinking about what you might be going through at this moment. And at the time you will be listening to this podcast, it will be January 17th. Or maybe it's later if you're listening to this podcast sometime in the future. But at the time this podcast airs, it will be January 17th. And I was thinking if you did make any New Year's resolutions that right now is about the time you might be running out of steam. The novelty of it all has wore off. You've maybe lost your momentum and maybe you just gave up and decided it's not for you or it's just not the right time in this season of your life. Researchers suggest that only 9% of Americans that make resolutions complete them. In fact, research goes on to show that 23% of people quit the resolution by the end of the first week, and 43% quit by the end of January. I looked up some reasons why people give up on their New Year's resolutions, and this is what I found. One, they give up on their New Year's resolutions because they're not emotionally committed to the goal in the first place. Number two, they have not thought through who else would benefit from achieving their goal. For example, the way your kids or spouse could benefit from you becoming more organized with your time. Like you could be less frantic, the house would be more calm, you're less likely to lose your temper due to things that normally trigger you, like running late, for example, And these could all be ways in which your family would benefit from you improving your time management skills. Number three, uh, the third reason why people give up on their new, New Year's resolutions is that they're not measuring them. Goals must be measured as you are on the path to attaining them. This way, you can see where you are at on the journey. You can see and celebrate your progress as you go. And celebrating will help give you that motivation, that positive reinforcement to help keep you going. Also, you will be able to see more accurately when you are not making progress or maybe if there's a decline, and then you will assess the reasons why that might be happening so that you can go about adjusting your plans moving forward. <clears throat> For example, you've made excellent progress with your weight loss goals. Let's say you are measuring yourself every day and you suddenly notice a plateau. There could be multiple reasons for this, but you can stop and think, is there anything I can do differently so that I can continue to see progress towards reaching my goal? And what adjustments could be made in my diet? Is it when I'm eating that's a problem? Is it the amount of food I'm eating? And then you can experiment from there. But the point is, you need a measurement tool that will tell you where you are at on your path to achieving your goal. And it will help you know when it's time to make a pivot and do something different because the progress has come to a halt or maybe you have started to take two steps back, so to speak. Number four, the fourth reason why people quit their goals their, their New Year's resolution is obstacles. People come up against obstacles. Now, this has definitely been true for me. Obstacles like the kids get sick and maybe you don't plan for that and your kids need that extra time and attention from you. They have to stay home from school. So then you don't get that extra time you normally would to devote towards the activities that help you move towards your goal. Another obstacle, and perhaps this is the biggest one, is you. We are our own worst enemy. And what I mean by this is our own negative self-talk, our doubts, our self-criticism. This is one that I wrestle with the most. And later on in this episode, I will come back to how we plan for and overcome obstacles, But for now, I want to move on and talk about the importance of having a strong emotional commitment to our goals. The power of tying your emotions to your goal cannot be understated. This 2020 article I read from Forbes magazine talks about how researchers at University College London used functional MRIs to show the neurological power related to deep attachments, emotional attachments to other people. In the study, mothers were shown pictures of their own infants and then pictures of friends' kids, their best friend, and other adult friends, all the while measuring how their brains responded. When looking at their own kids, the reward centers in the mother's brains were activated, as well as an area that's been linked to pain suppression during intense emotional experiences like childbirth. And interestingly, The researchers found that areas associated with negative emotions, social judgments, and assessing other people's intentions were suppressed. And it wasn't just maternal love creating this effect. The same researchers looked at romantic love and found similar results. The article states, In other words, if you can attach your New Year's resolution to someone you love, and think about how your goal will benefit them, your brain can literally suppress negative thoughts and give you a much needed emotional boost. So how can you get back on track? By taking the time to get honest with yourself and answer these two questions. Why don't you actually take out a piece of paper and a pen and answer these two questions? One, why do you care about this goal? Why is it important to you? And in what ways would achieving this goal benefit you and make your life better? Number two, who else would benefit from you achieving this goal? And in what ways would achieving this goal benefit those that you love and deeply care about? Now, after exploring how attaching your New Year's resolution to someone you love can boost your motivation, it's essential to realign yourself. Take a moment of honesty to ponder why your goal matters to you and the positive impact it could bring to your life. Additionally, reflect on the potential benefits your loved ones would reap from your goal achievement. On a personal note, I've got to be honest. So we were fortunate enough to take our family to Disney the first week in December, but ever since we returned, I have been struggling. I have managed to continue to create consistent weekly content for the podcast, but I've fallen short on my goal to have my time management course completed for January it has just been one thing after another. First of all, I was so exhausted after coming home from Disney. It literally felt like it took a good 10 days before I felt normal again. Any of you who have taken young kids to Disney, maybe you can relate. It's not exactly a relaxing vacation. And then we get home and everyone was sick. It's been crazy. And Not everyone was sick at the same time. It was all spread out. So what ended up happening is for about a month, we have had someone in this house get sick, including me. And this throws a wrench at my plans because I can't do the thought-provoking work I need to do in order to get this course done when my kids are sick and they need me. But I have to remind myself of my priorities and my values and what's important. And what's important to me is my family, my kids, and making sure that they are cared for and taken care of. So unfortunately, I've been a little down about this. I've allowed myself to succumb to my negative self-talk and my doubts. I fail to do the things that I know help pull me out of this hole of just negativity, like for instance, my gratitude practice. And I swear to you, I don't realize how much I need this gratitude practice until I don't do it. And the gratitude practice I do, it's so easy. It literally only takes me 5 minutes to do. Like at the end of my day, before I go to bed, I literally just, I set a timer for five minutes. I take a paper and a pen and I just write as many things that I can that I'm grateful for. And when the timer goes off, I'm done. But sometimes when I'm in a bit of depression, for whatever reason, I just can't bring myself to do it. Can you relate to this? You just can't bring yourself to do the things that you know are so easy and would be the solution for whatever reason because the lies we're telling ourselves, like, it's too hard. I'm too tired. It's not going to make a difference anyway. It won't matter if I miss it just this one time. But it does matter, doesn't it? Because all of these little things, they add up. James Clear says in his book, Atomic Habits, Changes that seem small and unimportant at first will compound and turn into remarkable results if you're willing to stick with them for years. He says, we all deal with setbacks, but in the long run, the quality of our lives often depends on the quality of our habits. So what I want to say is that there are going to be setbacks. There are going to be obstacles. Do you want to laugh? Like, do you all watch Bluey? Or your kids watch Bluey, I should say. Now, be honest. Who doesn't secretly love that show? It's a good one, right? It's got a bit of adult humor thrown in. But it's so spot on with the reality of life. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by this. In one of the episodes I heard my kids watching, Bluey's dad Bandit, He says, now I don't remember the exact quote, but it's something along the lines of, Obstacles are there to test us, to see how bad we want our goal. I thought, wow, how profound, Louie, how profound, good job. So just think of it this way. What is the intensity of your desire? If you're willing to quit at the first sign of failure, then you must not have wanted it that bad. And that's fine if it's true, but question it. Why not? Why are you giving up really? Is this thing really that important to you? Why? Why is it important to you? Don't say it's unimportant just because you ran into an obstacle. We all do. We all fail. But the ones who win more are the ones who don't give up. So don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. I'm not going to give up on you and I'm not going to give up on myself either. I'm going to reprioritize I'm just going to move my deadline for the completion of this course, and I will keep you all updated when it's finished and ready to share with the world. One more thing I want to share is make sure that as you work towards your goals, that you are scheduling time to do the things that recharge your battery. Do things that light you up, that make you laugh, make you smile, make you feel good. If you don't take time for rest or to do the things that you love, then all of this work you are doing to achieve your goal is not going to be sustainable and you could be setting yourself up for burnout. So here's a breakdown of what you can do to hop back on the bandwagon and get back on course towards achieving your goal. Number one, establish a strong, emotionally driven why. Do this by answering these questions. Why do you care about this goal? Why is it important to you? In what ways would achieving this goal benefit you and make your life better? Who else would benefit from you achieving this goal? In what ways would achieving this goal benefit those that you love and deeply care about? Number two, make your goal measurable and make sure you take the time to measure your progress consistently. Schedule time each week to measure the progress of your goal. So if it is a weight loss goal, this means step on the scale once a day or at least once a week. Number three, establish a good, solid plan towards achieving your goal. Write down all of the necessary steps you need to take to get there. Break it down into small bite-sized pieces and then schedule these things on your calendar. Number four, A part of of your planning process should be taking the time to think about what are the potential obstacles that might come up that would slow you down or prevent you from achieving your goal. For example, it could be just planning for the negative self-talk or the temptation you will feel to eat a cookie when you're stressed out. What are you going to do in those situations? How could you plan ahead for those situations? Could you maybe write on a post-it note, are you really hungry? What are you feeling? What do you need? And then you stick this post-it note on the pantry door to remind yourself not to resort to food as a means of numbing your emotions. Number five, know that there will be setbacks. You are going to make mistakes. Progress will be delayed. And that's okay. Plan for this. Do not beat yourself up when this happens, because it will only make things worse. And when you beat yourself up, you are increasing your likelihood of quitting. And then you decrease your likelihood of being successful in future goal setting efforts, because your brain is going to make the correlation that goal setting equals pain. Because it is going to remember the last time you set a goal and failed, how horrible you were to yourself. So, to protect you from harm, your brain is wired for survival and it is going to fight you on setting goals because of the association it's made between goals and pain. Now, I recently started listening to the Daily Hope podcast at the recommendation of my friend, Carolyn Deck. Thank you, Carolyn. And today I heard Pastor Rick Warren say, if you use your time well, God is going to give you more of it. And I really do believe this. And this is what I mean when I say you can consciously create more time for yourself, but you've got to make the intentional effort to do this. And this is going to be the goal for my time management course for moms. I know there is a huge need for this for everyone, but especially for moms, I think, to learn how to manage their time well. We only get this small amount of time with our kids when they are young and they are innocent and they are safe under our roof and we get to be there with them for most of our hours. We are not going to get this time back. And yet, there is so much to do, so much to juggle, right? It can all be so overwhelming. I know I can relate because I'm right there with you. But I promise you, I promise you, there is another way. It could be just a shift in mindset. And it is all about accumulating small changes in habits and being as consistent as you can that will make the world of difference. So I'm going to keep working on this course. Stay tuned. I'm going to let you know when it's finished and when it will be available to the public. And in the meantime, you can subscribe to my email list to be the first to know at TanyaValentineCoaching.com. So thank you for tuning into this episode filled with tips and encouragement on staying strong through those New Year's resolutions. As we hit mid-January, it's normal to feel like our motivation's taking a dip. Remember, it's not just about setting goals. It's staying connected to why they matter to you and your loved ones. But let's keep it real. Setbacks happen, right? Life throws us curveballs. Sick kids, unexpected chaos, been there. Self-doubt creeps in and it's like a wrestling match with negative thoughts. I get it. Life happens and it's okay to adjust plans. Reset, reprioritize, and remember why your goal matters. That why is crucial. Attach your resolution to something or someone you deeply care about. It's like a booster shot for motivation. So let's get back on track together. Schedule those recharge moments plan for obstacles, measure your progress and cut yourself some slack when things don't go as planned. Remember, every small step adds up to big wins. Speaking of wins, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Your support means the world and helps this podcast reach more amazing moms like you. Until next time, know that you are enough. You are significant. You matter. I know you are doing the best you can and I am rooting for you. Have an amazing week with your family. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Life coaching is all about empowering yourself, leveling up and taking decisive action. It's about learning how to live a more conscious, intentional life, one with passion and purpose. Being reminded that you are in the driver's seat of this thing called life. Yes, there are things that will happen that are out of your control, but allow me to remind you of the things that are in your control, so you can find your way to peace through any storm. Have you ever felt that inner nudge, that restless feeling deep within, like there's more for you out there? I want you to know that it's your soul speaking to you, and I'm here to help you tune in and listen. I believe those whispers are your dreams yearning to come to life. Let's work together to uncover that inner voice, decipher its message, and turn your dreams into reality. Ready to take that first step? Sign up for a free 30 minute coaching call with me. Let's embark on this transformative journey together. Your dreams are waiting and I'm here to help you bring them to fruition. Click the link below or simply head to tanyavalentinecoaching.com that's T-A-N-Y-A-V-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-E coaching.com. And click work with me to sign up for your free 30 minute mini session today.